Hello, and welcome into the First Option Podcast. I am Jackson, co-hosting, as always, alongside Asher. And today is going to be our reaction and breakdown of this past 2021 NBA Finals. Now, obviously, the the Bucks won, unless uh, you didn't know that. Um, they won uh, four games to two. They actually had a great comeback. They were down 2 nothing, and they came back and won games three, four, five, and six. Uh, to win the NBA Finals, their first in 50 years, and Giannis Antetokounmpo was the Finals MVP. Jackson, what was your reaction to this series? Just go. Okay, so first of all, I'd just like to say that even though I actually did predict the Bucks before the series, after what I saw from them the first two games, I did not think they were going to win. I thought the Suns looked like a better team, and these two uh, wins by the Suns could be explained away by pretty like freakish shooting. Um, in that the free throw shooting of the Suns in the first game, they were 25 for 26 and actually set an NBA Finals record for 24 straight free throws made. Um, and the three point shooting in game two was 50%. So that's kind of why they didn't win. They, they won the first two games, but still, I was pretty surprised, and I think that it was actually pretty cool to see the Bucks win because I was rooting for Giannis and the Bucks. Um, I thought that Giannis obviously took his game to another level. Averaging 35 points and actually um, being um, more of a difference maker than you may realize, as we will get into later um, in our breakdown, which is saying something, given the fact that he was playing phenomenal defense, even though he did goaltend a lot, you know, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, averaged 35 a game. That's pretty impressive. Uh, I thought that Chris Paul didn't perform to my expectations. I think statistically, he did well, um, just or not well, but pretty much just like average for him. But I think that he did not step up as a leader as much. A lot of the times on the floor, you could see that it almost looked like he was a little lost, turning the ball over more than usual, a little more inconsistent than usual. Um, I think Devin Booker kind of stepped into the, you know, the alpha role and did well in some games and worse than others in doing that. I thought he tried to do a little too much, and I thought that that came at the expense of the Suns. But I will acknowledge that I think the Suns bench was a little better than Milwaukee's. Okay, so um, so first to start off, I completely hated this NBA Finals. Okay, controversial opinion, I know, but the NBA today, and this was especially highlighted in the NBA Finals, where it's supposed to be the best two teams playing. I think it's barely passes as a team game. It's too much one on one, too much just. Uh, four people go out to the to the wing and they and they just shoot threes and then you have one person whether it's Giannis or Devin Booker just trying to to drive in or, or take a step back three and I don't know I just don't like watching that type of basketball I like when it's, it's true. more movement and more passing and more actual like playing not just like a simple pick and roll and that's it it's but, true any any high yeah. I just let me just say this any high school team plays better basketball than these NBA teams do any high school team if you don't play like that in high school like that's like, you can't really play, you know? It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, so that's that aside, I thought that what was really, really surprising to me was how the Bucks won the series, which I think was because of their defensive effort. Now, the Bucks had a very, very good offense this year. I believe they were the number one scoring team throughout the season. They averaged, like, 120 points per game or something insane like that. That sounds, that sounds a little high. 
I believe it's somewhere in the high 110s. Okay. They only their totals were 105, 108, 120, 109, 123, 105, which was a little bit lower scoring. And these are two high offensive, high offense teams playing at like an average scoring game, which I thought was kind of kind of surprising. But look, when it comes down to it, defense wins championships, and Giannis really proved that. You know, when you watch these uh, these highlight plays, yes, he's soaring through the air and getting these amazing blocks when Devin Booker has a one on one on nobody fast break. But if you watch him, like when he's on the other end of the court, seeing the play, he is the only one sprinting back, and everyone else is just watching. And I think that's really indicative of why he won MVP. It was just he was out there trying harder than everyone else, and that's it's, how the Bucks won. I think it's true. I think that's what I I would argue that. Giannis's offensive impact is greater than his defensive, um, especially because of how he forced the Suns to foul him a lot. Um, but I will agree that I think the Bucks did give more effort on the defensive end, especially with Devin Booker, you know, uh, yeah, kind of coasting on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devin Booker does not play very good defense. He doesn't really try that much. It's I don't know. It's kind of painful to watch because I really like how Devin Booker plays, other than his defense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the second thing that I that I really uh, thought was true in this uh, NBA Finals was that the Bucks def- uh, bench players really overpowered the the Suns uh, bench players. I would disagree because, with that. Yeah, I would disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. I thought that every single Finals game, or no, I, that, that's actually not really true. But I thought that, and as we'll get to in a second, Giannis and Chris Middleton heavily outplayed. Devin Booker and Chris Paul. They just did. They averaged more points per game, right? Mm-hmm. They were getting pretty much as many assists per game. They were playing way, way, way better defense. Um, And I think that the only reason why the series was so close is that the Suns' role players somewhat made up for the, really? uh, for the Stars' performances, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I disagree. I don't think that players like, you know, Cameron Payne, he was such a big player in the Lakers Sun series and then he just I think he kind of disappeared in the series. Yeah, um, but you, you I'm not have sure guys what his like stats were, but it's Michael Bridges. Really, Michael yeah. Bridges had some good games. Uh Cam Johnson had decent games. Jay Crowder was locking down on the defensive end. Uh Jay Crowder is a really, really integral piece to the Suns, I think. Yes. Um so I don't know. I I I I'm gonna have to disagree with on that. I think that the Suns role players actually uh, did perform up to expectations, in my opinion. Okay. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think also another thing, DeAndre Ayton did not... I don't know. He just wasn't as big of a presence. Agreed, for sure. In this game that I that then he should have been and that Deon- he, his potential was. DeAndre he, Ayton, yeah. I think, benefits a lot off of pick and rolls with Chris Paul. Yeah. And I don't think that they were really running that as much this this finals. I think that Chris Paul was getting most of his shots. Yes, he was getting picks set for him, but oftentimes it was actually guards setting those picks. Um, and I think that he was kind of he was he was getting his points in different ways, which I, I don't think was good for DeAndre. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at um, I'm not sure what all the stats are for DeAndre Ayton and for Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But one thing I must say about the Suns is that Chris Paul should not be the one 
who's leading them in scoring. Yes, for sure. It should be Devin Booker by far, and then DeAndre Ayton, and then probably Mikael Bridges or Jay Crowder, and then Chris Paul. I... I disagree with you on that. I okay. think that Chris Paul think, should be scoring yeah. more than Mikael Bridges, but... Okay, but here's what I'm saying. Like, Mikael Bridges should be parking himself in the in the corner or something, and Chris Paul should be trying to facilitate okay, uh, I see the offense. He shouldn't be trying to take it in and doing his little, like, fade away from the elbow something. Like, that shot that he somehow makes a lot of the time. But, um... Well, okay, if he somehow makes somehow, it a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, okay, okay, I know. It's a very good shot of his. But still, okay. I'm all I'm saying is like Chris Paul should not be the one taking the most uh, field goals. He's a yeah. He's not like a sh- he's not like Seth Curry. He's not a shooting point guard. He's like no, he's a facilitator. You know, he's a facilitator. He's like John Stockton sort of. He yes, should, except better. Yeah. No offense, to John Stockton. Well, I, yeah. I think so. I think that John Stockton's overrated. I mm. think that John Stockton, like if you actually like watch him play, he pretty much just like gets the ball, holds it over his head, waits for a play to develop, and passes it to Carl Malone. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think it was all Carl Malone. But, not that um, I'm a big... I, I do not like Carl Malone at all, but... Okay. I think that he's... That he, John Stockton somewhat got carried. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I don't know enough about John Stockton to disagree. Okay. Yeah, okay. But just just for a default, I'm going to say that he was a big impact because generally you're wrong about things. But you were not wrong about this NBA final series. I thought the Suns were going to win in six. It certainly looked like we're going. they were going to after two games, mm-hmm. but... I mean, they just, you know, they stopped playing the way that they should have played that, that wins them games. You know, you have Chris Paul trying to facilitate the ball to Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, and you have the rest of the players just camping out of the three, and it's a really cohesive unit that way. And I think the Stars just tried to carry the load too much. And I'll agree with that. I think yeah. the more Devin Booker it became, the less good the Suns were, in my opinion. Exactly. Uh, Drew Holiday is a very, very good defender. Yeah. I think, you know, he's very underrated. It's really a big three with Milwaukee. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, um, I don't know, I think uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Giannis, it's a very, very weird combo because Giannis is not, like, the most skilled uh, shooter or dribbler or passer, really. But he's just, I don't know, he's he, like he seven foot and freakishly athletic. Yeah. And so when you get Chris Middleton, is kind of like, uh, leveled down from Kevin Durant, you know he doesn't he doesn't take the ball that often. Except he's not seven feet. Okay, yeah, but yeah, but, okay. But but, okay, I Kevin see what Durant you mean though. He, I yeah, I see what you mean. He he isos, which is somewhat surprising yeah. for a second option, but he does do that. Um, he likes to pull up in the mid range a lot. Uh, but he's a good defender and he's just there to win. You know, he's not there to score a lot. Or I mean, he does, but he, that's not his goal. He's there to just help his team win and just, like, put up whatever stat they need that night. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's really weird. Generally on a team, the guy that you, t- that you um, at the, in the final play of the game, you need a shot to win. The guy that you go to get that shot generally is, like, the, the leader of the team, the guy that's going to have the ball in his hands more often than not. That's your Damian Lillard. That's your Luka Doncic. That's your LeBron James. That's... On the Bucks, that's Chris Middleton, but he yeah. doesn't have the ball, right? It's like, I don't know. It's, that's it's true. Very weird. It's, it's mainly due to the fact, probably, that Giannis is um is not skilled enough to take a sh- like a mid range or three point mm-hmm. shot that the final shot would usually be. Um, but what's also interesting is that on the Suns, that's Devin Booker as opposed to Chris Paul. Um, 
Well, I think Devin Booker also has the ball. Well, no, it's well, it's not really like you have one player that controls the ball as a default. It's really for the Suns, like you know, they run a lot of uh, fast breaks and stuff like that. So it's yeah, you know, when whoever someone really holds the ball for that possession, and and it's it flip flops between Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. um, I think for the you know for the Bucks, I think they just have a deeper team, you know. Bobby Portis in that last game really showed up, but it's, yep, you know, true. it could be a different player every time. It'd be Pat Connaughton for all I care. He's, you know, he's a solid <laughs> three-point shooter. I mean, look, he Decent takes his shots and he makes his shots. And he, I, yeah, I guess so. And, you know, P.J. Tucker's very, very solid. And um, He's a rebounder, know, yeah. Yeah. There for the offensive boards, mm-hmm. which are a big part of the Bucks game because they actually generally shoot at a lower percentage than the Suns do. But they actually yeah. get more shots to shoot because mm-hmm. they have, uh, first of all, less turnovers, but second of all, more offensive rebounds, which they owe in large part to PJ Tucker. So, um, anyway, uh, Ashley, do you want to get into the statistical breakdown of why exactly the Bucks ended up winning? Uh, sure. Yeah, I just thought um, one stat. I'm just looking like I'm just looking here at the game three, which I thought was pretty, you know, pretty indicative of. of how the Bucks played and how they won. Chris Middleton had an 18.4% usage rate to Brooke Lopez's 22% usage rate yeah, in that game. Interesting. And, you know, he's that's just the way he plays. He doesn't really, like, have the ball in his hands that much. But uh-huh. he's very effective when he does get the ball. And, I, yes. you know, Chris Middleton's a very interesting player. Yeah, but yeah. I respect his game a lot. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, moving into the breakdown. So... This is where we're going to kind of refute Asher's whole role player. Okay. Thing. Um, because well, uh, yeah. if you look at this, the Stars had similar performances, but in the end, the Bucks Stars were a little bit better. And because this is a very close series, this is actually what ended up deciding deciding the series. Um, so if we look at Giannis's points per game, right? Yeah. We get 35 points per game, 15 game seven, which is crazy, right? 50 mm-hmm. point explosion. I mean, not game seven, game six. Uh, for the final game, five assists per game. You have Chris Middleton, 24. Um, he got 24 and five. Uh, and then you look at Devin Booker. He got 28 and four. And Chris Paul got 22 and eight. Now, if we convert that into points generated, which is pretty much just yeah. points per game, and then you add the amount of points per assist, right? Which mm-hmm. you can figure out given how many threes each team takes or whatever. You end up with, um, or never mind. We're just going to break this end up points per game and assists per game. Uh, anyway, so the Bucks got 29.5 points per game and 5 assists per game, whereas the Sun Stars got 25 points per game and 6 assists per game on average, right? This is averaging out yeah. the Stars. So as you can see, the Bucks were a little better, and you might be saying, well, that's a pretty negligible difference. But when you take into account that the Bucks only won by an average of 2 points per game, that is a very big difference, right? Yeah. Um, so then, um, Asher, do you want to say this? Um, some of the stats that the uh, Bucks had in terms of field goals and three pointers. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be completely honest. I'm pretty sure everyone has lost you at this point, Jackson. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, it's pretty simple. The Bucks, okay. if you average out Giannis and Chris Middleton's point per game points per game. Got 29.5 points per game and 5 assists per game. And the Sun Stars, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, got 25 points per game and 6 assists per game. 
And Not very difficult. The yeah. point is, the Bucks played better, which is why they won. You see, you see how that works? Generally, the team that plays better wins. I'm so, saying that yes. it was the stars. I'm with you. It was the stars as opposed to the bench players, which is contrary to what you actually said earlier, saying that the Suns bench yeah. players played better than the Bucks bench players. I mean, I mean the opposite way around. That's not true. Anyway, okay, uh, you can't just look at a series and say, "Oh, look, person." So there are two teams: Team A and Team B, and you have Person X and Person Y. Person X plays for Team A, Person Y plays for Team B. Oh, look, Person X scored 30 points per game. Person Y scored 25 points per game. Guess what? Team A won. That means it was due to their stars. Like, that doesn't really make sense because Chris Paul is not a scorer. He's, yes, know, he's that's why we also yeah. took assists per game into the equation. Yeah, I think, uh. I think what you have to do is you have to actually look at the game and what happens, and I think... What you'll draw, what you'll hopefully draw a conclusion from, not from just stats that you're looking at, which don't really, they don't really tell the full story. I think what it really is, is that, I mean, if you look at all these scores, they're all really, well, with the exception of game three and game one, um, they're, they were pretty close games. games Okay, thanks. They were all, (laughs) they were pretty close games. You know, game four, six points, game five, four points, uh, game six, seven points. Game two is only 10 points. Um, in these close games, what really matters is that all five players on the court don't mess up and they're giving out all their giving a lot of effort and they're playing to their to their fullest. And I think if you actually look at the games, you'll see that when they needed it the most, the Suns came up short and the Bucks had the better defense. And it was really, honestly, it was due to players like Bobby Portis and P.J. Tucker and, yeah, those players, really. Um, but they were really, okay, whatever. They were the okay, reason sure. that the Bucks won. They're not the stars, right? They're the role players. And, I mean, look, they, no one's going to argue um, that campaign played better than Bobby Portis in Game 6, right? I think that's one game in the entire series. Okay, mean. the entire series. The Bucks role players played a lot okay, better Okay, yeah, than but campaign isn't the best. Okay, I, I, I agree to disagree. Anyway, moving on. Let's move. Let's look okay. at. Oh, I think this is. I think you're I not think arguing is, because you know I, you know you're wrong. In this. Oh, you're totally correct. That's why the stats are in my favor. Okay. Anyway, let's. Move okay, on. it's a two point per game. Di- it's not a big deal if the Bucks. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, score whatever. two points more than the Suns do on average. They right? score four and a half points more. Which, if you do the math, means that had they scored the same amount, they would have lost by two and a half points. Okay. So well, you don't know whatever, that whatever, 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 whatever. Okay, 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 actually, whatever. The score. point of this they, is yeah. to give them a taste, statistically-wise, which is the best way that you can do it, right? To look at, and that's not even okay. the best stat. Let me explain this one. So, this is pretty interesting. Free throw shooting. The Bucks, well, okay, okay, let, let's go, okay, let's do this in the general. Yeah. So, the Bucks attempted, um... Okay, so the Bucks made 41.8 field goals per game, right? Yeah. The Suns made 41.7 field goals per game. Pretty yes. much the same. Like, by, you know, a point one difference. Yes. The three yes. pointers made by both teams were identical. 11.0, okay? Yeah. Free throws is where the discrepancy come in, comes in. Mm-hmm. 
The Bucks attempted 23.3 free throws per game and made 17, whereas the Suns attempted 17.5 and made 15. The difference between 17 and 15 is 2, and 2 is also the difference between the points per game that the Bucks scored and the points per game that the Suns scored per game, which is 111.7 and 109.3, yes. about 2. Pretty interesting. Furthermore, Giannis made over half of the Bucks free throws, right? 9.3 yeah. and attempted um um and attempted a lot too, about two thirds and yeah. fourteen point two. I was gonna say you thought yeah, you were gonna say attempted a third, although he I know, attempted I know, more. Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah, so attempted math wrong. Yeah. Two thirds um yeah. of the free throws. He usually only makes about 5.8 free throws per game. So really, Giannis's free yeah. throw shooting, if you look at it from a statistical standpoint, is what made the difference um, in these finals. Because, like, the Suns, when, when he would drive in, they couldn't do anything. They just fouled him. And every single time, he would go up to the line to shoot free throws. And it doesn't matter that he was only shooting, what, like 65%. It matters that he ended up getting so many free throws that he can overcome that. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, just to show you how big of an impact Giannis really had and how it somewhat came down to Giannis and his free throws. Interestingly enough, he usually also only shoots 57% from the line. So his mm-hmm. above average free throw shooting this series was pretty, pretty important. Okay, now there I'm going to agree with you. Um, well, actually, the Suns... Um, they are the best free throw uh, percentage shooting team in the league. They this percentage, year they shot, but they didn't make as many free throws because they weren't getting fouled as much. That's the point. Is well, because they were hacking Giannis, I think. Exactly. You know, exactly. Free throws a game is a perfectly ordinate amount of free throws to take. Mm-hmm. But twenty. But you know, Bucks takes twenty three. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. I think when when it really comes down to it, I think Giannis and his effort and the Bucks role players. And their defense is the real reason why they won the game. And Giannis's effort that applies to, you know, finding what works for him with the free throws. And maybe it's just because he was in Milwaukee and they weren't like counting at him, you know, going to ten. Is by the way, the world's longest. Well, oh yeah, they're going well, over. Well, yeah. they also counted really, really quickly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But... Usually refs don't blow blow the whistle until it's like fourteen seconds. Yeah. But I do want to say like Giannis's free throw team took longer than the longest distance play in the NFL in history. It was a 109-yard kick return by the, like, the Vikings kick returner, Cordell Patterson. It was just so funny to watch this side-by-side. He's like at the 10, and Giannis is getting ready to shoot. And he's at the 20, and Giannis is getting ready to shoot. And he keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. But any, yeah. So with that aside, I think, uh, you know, I think this series was, you know, I said I hated it at the beginning. It's, you know, it was fun to watch the storyline of like, oh, Giannis is coming back. He's finally a champion, yada, yada, yada. He doesn't really win, but then now he did because the Bucks always choke in the, in the playoffs, but then they come back and the Suns choke and all that. Um, and I do feel bad for Chris Paul, though. I do. I would he's, probably He's not going to win the ring, I think. Uh, that, and that's sad because yeah. I think that had he won this one, he would have been a top 10 player of all time, if he possibly. Which is, I don't think so. I think so. I would, I would think so. If you I turn around so. a team that didn't make the playoffs the previous year to becoming the best team in the league, and you're the only difference, that's pretty impressive. As a matter of fact, he might even deserve that right now. I don't know. Especially at the age of 35. That's crazy. But, um... Yeah. 
I do want to add that the the Suns, you know, when they went into the bubble, well, first of all, they had like they had a giant winning streak going into the bubble, I think, because like they just got in with like the slight chance that if they win win it all, like win all ten or eight games or whatever, and then they have help, they could have made the playoffs, and they won like all of them and almost made the playoffs last year. So, or sorry, I I might have said Bucks, sorry, I meant Suns. But um, they were making some strides before Chris Paul came along. But that's true. But still, but still I, Chris Paul I credit a lot pretty... of it to, Mo- to Monty Williams. Uh, yeah, but so, anyways, I think we pretty much covered, you know, all the the finals and the ins and outs of it, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this reaction. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, future videos. Um, you know, like now that the NFL think, uh, season is cut, not well, a video. not really coming up, but it'll be soon. So. Uh, that's interesting. Days and counting. Yep, the um, actors obsessed with the NFL. For those of you who don't know, uh, which okay. is kind of be, can kind of be implied from because if he makes his podcast. But I, I, I think I'm more NBA, I'm yeah. more NFL. Anyway, um, and then, then Jackson can't tell why the Bucks actually won the game, won the series. Yeah, but, we'll let we'll let the viewers okay. decide who who was more yeah. listeners. Uh, this is not who had more better thing. insights. But anyway, um, the you know the NBA draft is coming up. Uh, the Olympics yeah. are going on right now, so there's a, a lot of cool content in the world of sports right now. So be on the lookout for future videos, future reactions, future predictions uh, in the coming days, coming weeks. Yeah, definitely. And um, let's see, the NFL uh, 46, I believe, days away from uh, week one when the Chargers are going to crush the Washington football team. Um, if you did not know, Jackson is a giant Washington football team fan. I'm a giant Charger. Well, I wouldn't say Jackson's a giant Washington football team. I'm a pretty big Washington football team. I think I am a giant Washington football team fan. I think I'm just not as big of a fan as you. Because okay, you should be embarrassed to be a you should be embarrassed to be a Washington football team fan because they are terrible. Um, they are they really did, good. They, they made did the playoffs last division. year. Okay, yeah. But that's it's, but that's not saying much. That's not saying much. But they are going to be better this year with yep. their new quarterback because Dwayne What's Haskins was awful. What? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Oh, he's a Harvard student, so you know he'll do well. Well, but, he's, not um, bad, he's not a bad quarterback. He's been I, in the league for yeah, a while. No, he's, he's experienced. Yeah, he no. makes some bad decisions, um, which is typical yeah. of Redskins court. I mean, sorry, this football is, team quarterbacks. This but, is an NBA podcast, by the way. But still. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say there's going to be a lot of lead up to that game. And if you guys could see the look on Jackson's face when they're going to lose horribly to the Chargers, that's just going to be all worth it. Um, but anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah, Jackson make a very weird face right now. Um, but thanks for listening. This has been our NBA uh, recap podcast. Um, remember, we have new podcasts coming out here on First Option. Uh, the news podcasts come out every uh, Monday and Friday. So on Monday, you get the weekend news, and then on Friday, you get the week news. And then... Uh, the reaction, prediction, game, debate podcast, they come out Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, thank you for listening. Jackson, any last, any last words? Uh, no, we hope to see you next time. Yeah, remember, view, subscribe, listen. Follow, yeah, follow. Friends, guys, guys, if yeah. you're on an iPhone, okay. if you don't see the follow button, go on the right hand, uh, right on the uh, upper right corner where there are three little dots. You press it, and then you press follow. Just uh, please do that. It really helps us a lot, um, and the support just encourages um, us to make these new videos, which of course we'll always do. But yeah. still, um, not a video. we would really appreciate it if you could do it. Still not a video. Okay, but thanks for listening. That's all. This has been your first option podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.